All right, perfect. There we go. Daryl Ryder joining me uh, here on the show. And, of course, Daryl Ryder reports are powered by Shive and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, thank you for joining me, my friend. You got it, bud. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. And before we get into Browns, uh, I wanted to ask you, because I've asked the guys here in studio and I've asked the guests here so far tonight, what's one Thanksgiving Day food that should not be on the table, shouldn't be a Thanksgiving Day food, period? And what's one that isn't that should be? Oh, man. Well, um, hmm. Probably, I'm going to say mac and cheese should probably not be a Thanksgiving uh, dish. Even though I partook, my mom made some delicious mac and cheese style casserole or whatever yesterday. Okay. Not the out of the box can, but make the pasta, make the, all kinds of cheeses in and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I'd probably say like mac, like because you can have mac and cheese anytime, right? Right. See, I, I hear that, but at the same time, I almost feel like it, it's a nice change-up with everything else that you have at the table. Yeah. Uh, as far as what's not that it that should be, I don't know. Like, I growing up, man, we had everything. Uh, we, you know, we had the, our, you know, a lot of our traditional foods, our pierogies, uh, our halushki. We had bar, uh, barbecue, uh, kielbasa and barbecue sauce, uh, plus the, you know, the usual Thanksgiving trimmings. <laughs> Uh, on like on top of that, so yeah, like we pretty much used to cover the gamut in our, in, in our uh, Thanksgiving ga- uh, gathering. So if it was a food, it was probably on the table. <laughs> <laughs> See, Daryl, the one that I the one that I had said that should not be was was cranberry sauce because. Wrong, wrong. See, That's I, the I, only day I'll eat cranberry sauce. Number one. Oh, I, I got it. I just, it just hit me. It just hit me. And the only okay. reason it hit me because I, I had a conversation with a colleague about this today. Okay. Cake. You don't serve cake at Thanksgiving, Ooh, people. Okay. It is a pie day. If there's ever a holiday for pie, I don't care if it's apple. I don't care if it's pumpkin. It can be sweet potato. Yuck, but it can still be sweet potato or any other cherry or whatever other pie. Thanksgiving is the quintessential pie day. Maybe that's what we can say, like, because, you know, we just happy pie day. Do we have it like a national pie day? Like we have a, a, a national day for everything else in the uh, on, on the calendar, do we have a national pie day? I mean, we if, do. If have, we don't, we, we do have. March it should 14th. be Thanksgiving. We have March fourteenth, three point one four. Oh, not <laughs> not <laughs> math pie. <laughs> well, the other one that I had said that should be because of all the football games that go on on Thanksgiving, I said buffalo chicken dip. I I feel like that's something that should be at the like. Whether it be at the table or at least served throughout the day, because yeah, of all probably the shouldn't have chicken on Thanksgiving unless you're that averse to turkey. <laughs> Fair I point. Mean, can you? Are you really? I mean, it's kind of gluttonous to be eating multiple kinds of birds, right? Yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. <laughs> well, Daryl, obviously, you know the Browns. They they had a little bit of practice yesterday. They had practice today. Um, you know, I, I was looking over your story that you can read over at 923thefan.com. Obviously, the big news: Jack Conklin, Kareem Hunt returning to the lineup. Uh, do, you, do you expect any kind of restriction on those guys coming back, or uh, do you expect them to go full go for, for this major matchup against the Baltimore Ravens? They're back, they're back. I don't think they're going to hold them back. So, I, you know, Jack, I anticipate, will be uh, starting back at right tackle, uh, basically out of necessity. Um, I, I, I think they're just being polite when they say Blake Hans did a great job in place of Jack Conklin. 
I don't think they can get Blake Hance off the field fast enough and get Jack Conklin <laughs> back on it uh, fast enough. So uh, Jack will start and play and be full go. He is wearing a brace on the left uh, elbow there. Uh, you talked about that today. It's you know doesn't restrict them. It, basically, it's there to hold it back in place so it doesn't get popped out uh, by accident again. And then Kareem Hunt. Look, I, there's no reason to limit him because he doesn't get a full workload anyway, right? He's the number two running back, so he's in there for uh, certain downs and, and distances. So I that's why I don't feel like there's going to be much of a restriction on him. I think he'll just get his his normal touches he'd get uh, any other week. Now, on top of that as well, throughout this season, there's been, you know, obviously the big free agent, uh, the big ticket item was John Johnson, him signing, him coming over, signing. And it seems like he's been inconsistent. You know, he had a great game a couple weeks ago uh, against the Cincinnati Bengals. But, you know, last week, missed a couple of tackles here and there, obviously against uh, New England. Everybody stunk, let's be honest. Um, but for him, having a major matchup against the Ravens tight end Mark Andrews what do you expect out of John Johnson this week in that tight matchup well I think it's the linebackers that are going to have to deal with Andrews to be perfectly honest with you I'm not going to put that on uh, John Johnson's shoulders but um, I'm expecting pain Sunday (laughs) and lots of it Um, I think if I and again I was told there would be no math but um, I think you could add the top two receivers of the Browns together and they are not able to equal the production that Mark Andrews has this season for the Baltimore Ravens I think he's he's around 56 catches and guess what I just thought, look Austin Hooper Jarvis Landry Hooper's got 28 catches Landry 27 that's 55 he's got 56 yes I'm right he has more catches himself this season than Austin Hooper and Jarvis Landry, who lead the Browns this year, have combined. Uh, and he's got uh, four touchdowns, twice as many than those two. Of course, Hooper has two, and they, they can't, uh, for whatever reason, even with the GPS, they can't find Jarvis Landry uh, in the end zone this year for uh, whatever inexplicable reason. Uh, but I appreciate Alex Van Pelt acknowledging today that I was right when I asked him about the fact that they can't pass for touchdowns this year, which is completely blows my mind. They've they got 11 passing touchdowns. So uh, quick math, that's one per game. And that just doesn't get it done. So uh, that's, a, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, Kareem and, and Jack coming back, those are the missing links or whatever. But I, I know 17 points Sunday night ain't going to beat the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. So um, but yeah, Mark Andrews, I think, is going to be a major, major problem. I'm curious to see how uh, Joe Woods elects to defend that. Uh, we saw the Miami Dolphins shut down Lamar in that Ravens offense with a lot of cover zero. I, I don't know that it didn't. I don't know that that's the route that Joe Woods is going to go. But hey, it was effective, uh, you know. And uh, you know, Miles Garrett mentioned it today that yeah, they they have watched some film on what a couple of teams that have been able to limit Lamar this year, and there haven't been many, and there haven't been many in his career. I think he's 36 and 10 just off the top of my head, as their starting quarterback in the regular season. I don't think the – well, no, I, I was going to get sarcastic and say I don't think the Browns have had a quarterback in the last 40 years amass 36 wins. Uh, but Oh, Darryl, are you getting sarcastic? I, no. No, nah, it never happened. But in, in all seriousness, though, um, yeah, they, they, they're going to have to find uh, you know some way of, of containing Lamar because obviously how he goes is how that Ravens team goes. And, and, you know, they've come back multiple times this year, and they've won a lot of tight ball games, including a couple 
in overtime. So th- th- this is going to be a tough task for them. Daryl Ryder joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. As always, his reports are powered by Shivin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. And Daryl, I-, I also wanted to get into Joe Woods here as well because – you know, I, I heard his presser last week about him saying that the defensive identity is just multiple, and I, I don't know. I, I well, he feel- said that when he walked in the door. Okay, <laughs> and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna counter counter you right now and say that Joe Woods, darn it, has been consistent in his messaging. He's been it's con- not changed. <laughs> the defense might not be working every week, but the message has not changed. The goal has not changed. Well, and that's just it, is that, Daryl, when it comes to this defense, I look at it, and the only thing that they've been multiple at is finding ways for opponents to score on them, because just the way that they've been executing throughout this year, and just the game plan, it feels like, it just hasn't been there week to week, and especially this year, where you have the talent to be able to perform well. Yeah, well, I'm going to have to defend here a little bit. In the five games in which the Browns have scored 17 or fewer points, the Browns are 3-2. and Okay. They they beat the Vikings 14-7. They got their clocks cleaned by the uh, Arizona Cardinals 37-14. Beat the Broncos 17-14. Lost to the Steelers 15-10. Lost to the, or, uh, and uh, I should say, beat the uh, the Lions last week, 13 to 10. Granted, you wanted to scoop your eyes out with a spoon watching that game, but bottom line is they they, they did win, so uh, it, it counts. But um, it, but to your point, they much like the offense, right? It's just been consistently inconsistent uh, when uh, they give up uh, fewer than I think it's 28 points uh, per game. Well, they're significantly above 500. Anything above 28, they, if they give up more than 28 points a game, they've yet to win. Uh, they gave up 33 at Kansas City, lost that game. Uh, they gave up 42, uh, 47 points, I should say, in Los Angeles, lost that one by five. Gave up 37 against the Cardinals, they lost that one, right? Uh, and they gave up 45 against the Patriots uh, and lost that one. So they're 0 and 4 when they give up, you know, uh, 30 and above, right? Um, so that to me is what's going to be important for them, uh, Sunday night, because Lamar Jackson, as we know, he can just take games over. He really dictates the pace and flow of the game. And that's what I was asking today about that. How do the Browns turn the tables on Lamar and they themselves dictate the pace and flow of the game and not allow him to do that? Because once Lamar does that, you're done. Like we, we've seen that throughout his career. Once he takes over, the pace of a game, you might as well just, you know, pack, start packing up the bus and getting ready to head for the <laughs> airport because he's unbeatable. So it, it's, it is going to be interesting to see what Joe Woods does there. Uh, Miles Garrett uh, doesn't have a tremendous amount of sacks uh, against Lamar, but Lamar's getting sacked this year. He is going down. So maybe there are some opportunities to keep the, you know, the, to, to get them in those uh, third and long type of situations. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is Ravens really good on third down. Brown's defense pretty lousy on third down. Could be somewhat problematic. Well, and the other part of it too is that, you know, looking at how this season's played out so far for Baltimore, you know, the the big gripe against Lamar Jackson starting out was that, oh, the receivers aren't great. Uh, is he going to be able to throw the ball? You know, Marquise Brown, he's been having a pretty good year. Uh, Rashad Bateman, their first round pick, he come he comes back from injury. He's been playing pretty well. 
Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on how the Browns are going to be able to defend uh, this passing attack overall from uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Thoughts and prayers? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably good that hopefully Troy Hill is healthy and he is able to, to come back and, and play. But um, you look at Lamar, he's been fairly efficient this year. Um, he's thrown for, uh, just under 2,500 yards already. Uh, I mentioned the sacks. He is susceptible, uh, to being sacked. In fact, he's been sacked, uh, 28 times this year, which I think Baker's at 27, uh, but Baker also missed one game. So they're, they're basically getting sacked at the same, uh, ratio there, um, Mac, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, it, it's, Shutting this passing attack down, obviously, it's it's not going to be easy. But I think that because what Lamar forces – here's why it's tough. Because Lamar has the innate ability – and this has been my argument with Baker and, and why I think Baker has struggled. Lamar sucks defenses in so many times with his feet by making you believe he's about to tuck it and run it. And then what does he do? He pops a big one over your head and you get burned, right? Um or he does actually tuck it, and then he carves you up for 25, 35, you know, whatever, and you got half your defense looking on the field for their shoes and pants and everything else uh, <laughs> because he made them look silly. So that's why he is just so challenging is because of his unpredictability. And I, he's a much, I think he's a more accurate passer than he was in his younger years as well. Um, so, yeah, this Browns secondary is going to have their hands full. The good news is it's, you know, you know, Denzel Ward is, I think, played fairly well. Um, I love what I've seen from Greg Newsome, uh, but they're just, they're going to have to be very, very disciplined on that side of the ball or it, because if they're not, uh, Lamar and the Ravens might run them off the field. Daryl, last thing for you. Last week, Donovan Peoples-Jones, he missed, uh, he was out for the game. This week, he's listed as questionable uh, two questions for you. One, do you think that Peoples Jones plays this week? And two, yeah. if he does, uh, then what impact on the game do you think that he's able to have? Because last year, three catches, 74 yards in the 47-42 loss against the Ravens last year. Yeah, and, and I mean, he's still the leading touchdown receiver uh, offensively with a whopping two. <laughs> or no, I think he has three. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want to shortchange DPJ. Uh, he's, he's, he's one of the, the bright spots in the non-prolific passing attack that is the Cleveland Browns. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think he'll, the expectation he's going to play, he'll have to try and stretch that field, uh, for them. And yes, he does have, uh, three touchdowns this year receiving, but, um, I, I think that there's opportunities there. Uh, you know, Anthony Schwartz has been ruled out I, to me. The guy you got to get going in the passing game is Jarvis. Like, I, you can't have Jarvis catching five passes for 23 yards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's, the, to me, that's the key. Him, you know, we know Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are energizer bunnies on, uh, on the ground, right? But Jarvis Landry's your energizer bunny in the passing attack. And I keep going back to that Denver game. He had three catches, I think, in that game. Two of those came like on the opening drive, and I and again he was around like 20, 30 yards receiving in that game. But those two catches early, they just they lit a spark, and they brought some energy. And so I really think they need to find a way 
to get Jarvis Landry going early, and I think that's going to help this passing game tremendously. Then you can get the tight ends incorporated. You can throw it to Kareem coming out of the backfield, but you got to get Juice going early because the team feeds off him. Daryl, last thing. Need a prediction for Sunday night. Oh, man, you're going to make me... (laughs) I'm putting your feet to the fire. I just put it this way. I don't have a good feeling. Okay. (laughs) All right, Daryl. I'm not optimistic. (laughs) Is that that enough of a prediction? Have I... Have I been clear enough? Uh, you know what, Daryl? I, I will take the hint. I will take okay. the hint. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you for jumping on with me today, my friend. Appreciate it. You got it, Max. Take care.